Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Hello, everyone. It's episode 55 of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm Moshe Kasher. And I'm Natasha Legero. My and, husband. And uh, things are going really great. You're better? Uh, no, I mean, everything's awful but it's you know things are like you know you can reframe things and get out of your funk for a few minutes or hours yeah you can take off your harlequin collar and put it on the dog which is what you've literally (laughs) done she's not wearing the harlequin collar folks but the dog is well we got this email from someone that i was really made me just feel really happy because he said that when we had jaime on they said he called in to say how can i make our anniversary special and we gave him some advice or remember him this yeah, guy, he had an essential worker wife, and it was their five-year anniversary, and he wanted to know, how do you make an anniversary special when you can't leave the house? And we said, maybe don't be so afraid of being cheesy anymore, because you know you kind of got to lean into it, because you have limited resources. Well, what did he say, Natasha? So he said, I decided to go lean into the cheese. I made a laminated menu of different meals I made for her, or ones we've had fond memories of including buying both an indoor s'mores maker. That's cute. And for decorations, I bought a string light wall. We dressed up. We danced. Thanks for the music suggestion, Natasha. What I don't was know. your music suggestion? No clue. What would you suggest? I know what you always... You love it when it's our anniversary and I sing, I put on that song. I'm coming up, so you better <laughs> get this party started. That gets your juices flowing. I would probably put in something like King Tubby or something. How's King Tubby go? <laughs> just oh, like, is it like dub? Yeah, just like really kind of happy, right? vintage, reggae sounds to get you in the mood for loving. See, for me, when I want to... your cares go away. When I want to get in the mood for loving, I'll play this really hot song um, by an artist named Marvin Gaye, and he's got this song called Let's Get It On. <laughs> It's so sexy. It's so sexual. You won't even believe. Have you, you have you ever heard of him, Marvin Gaye? Yeah, I have. He's like uh he'll be go he'll go um he'll be go and like I've been really trying, baby. Trying to hold back this feeling Moshe, for so long. That's rude. Don't what? do that to people. Oh, to our listeners? Yeah. I thought they'd get a kick out of hearing my beautiful American Idol ready voice. Well, anyway, I'm glad that someone's having fun in this quarantine and finding a way to make it special. Speaking of having fun in quarantine and singing and my beautiful voice in quarantine, we had a special cute little situation last uh, this very week. As down in the doldrums you were, our neighbors across... It's so nice to have good neighbors. You know, we've got... We've had good and we've had bad neighbors. And uh, our good neighbor was like... um, 
do you guys they have a one of those moving pods you know those moving pods that are like a it's like a huge white box and we got a note from them saying would you guys like to meet in the street um and do carry do social distance karaoke and basically they set up a whole karaoke situation did i talk about this already i've heard all your stories honey we can drop it i guess anyway we did it we sang it it was fun you sang um d-i-v-o-r-c-e by tammy wynette and i sang stand by your man by tammy wynette Can't you, and that was like i had the song first you kind of like if there's only four songs being sung at karaoke two of them shouldn't be by one artist let me explain something to you natasha if you're gonna sing divorce i'm gonna sing stand by your man well i thought a good that would be a good quarantine song to shout out to the hilltops of silver lake because so many people want divorces right now Probably, but not our friend matt he continues to say we drank an entire we dressed up we danced we drank an entire bottle of wine and had a truly magical time i clipped out my section of the podcast from your youtube channel to play her since she didn't know i had called she was so surprised because she's a fan of you guys as well Anyway, I want to say thank you because we really had a great time, even though we were stuck at home. And I included some pictures if you want to see. So this is sweet. It's actually genuinely nice to know that our advice like made any kind of actual difference because primarily we're just, you know, jokers. You would never do this, though, for me, Mosh. I would, too. You would laminate menus of our favorite meals. Never. Yeah. You would not. Yeah. I'd laminate a tuna casserole. A uh, you know what I would laminate? I would laminate an entire homemade chocolate cake to remind you of the man that you lucked out with. Anyway, we're gonna put some pictures that Matt sent us up on our Instagram. If you're curious and want to see what a sweetheart this Matt guy is, and um, and it's just sweet to know we things actually made a difference. By the way, um, speaking of calls from last week, people were I will say really taken by the uh fetish lady and um and they couldn't get enough of guessing on my instagram what the fetish was people were i would say really curious so i thought i would read some of the the highlights uh i will say that nobody got it right (laughs) but i will read you the highlights nobody got it right nobody got it right i have to check my mention even if they did get it right i would not say that they got it right out of respect for our friend but here we go uh hot clôture says i think i think she takes showers for money that'd be kind of a good gig she either humiliates people or is a furry says snack breath would you rather be a furry or humiliate people sexually oh definitely 100 percent humiliate people sexually yeah yeah. That's so easy. Furry doesn't sound like your r- real situation. I don't know what it? that is exactly. Uh, I dress up being as a... Being a furry is to dress up as like a squirrel and I guess jerk off. I feel like the kinds of guys that want to be dominated sexually like in a in that kind of way, I like better than the kinds of guys who want to snuggle with a fur baby. <laughs> 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 so if I have to like hang out with a... Yeah, no, that's a fair point. I go to Burning Man, so I probably already know a few furries. So I actually, uh, there's nothing sexual to me about a mascot costume. <laughs> I don't see That's it. for like a deep dork situation, right? I wonder, is that true? If there are any furries out there listening, is there a Venn diagram overlap of the like nerd <laughs> Comic-Con community and the like, I get horny by putting on like Mickey Mouse ears? Like, is that the same thing? I don't know. Um, Up the punk's butts says she eats for money. Quimbo Slice says, I feel like it has something to do with scat porn. You know what scat is, Natasha? Shit? Yeah, that's doo-doo. Right. That's that doo-doo. That's kind of interesting. That's a bad guess because Jeff Ross was like, oh, that's so hot. Uh, Oh, yeah, I'd love to to get a blowjob (laughs) while someone's shitting. Although it is kind of funny that the comments go, she eats for money, and the next one is she shits for money. So if somebody (laughs) was able to time it right, they could do both. They could make money going in and money going out. Um, a blumpkin I hate that word I don't what even know what it, it means I don't know but I don't like it it just seems like something that like Beavis would say oh I like bump blumpkins you know um, I'm going on the record guessing queef says Hannah the hobo are you reading all your at replies on this podcast Mosh? Uh the ones that are applicable to the uh, <laughs> podcast that we're recording 
That was the bit that I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> give do, me another one. You want one. me to read some of the other ones? No, give me another one. Where they just flirt with me? Because I'm open to that too. I'll read you the one from the Zaddy picture I put up recently. <laughs> I found out recently that I transitioned from twink to Zaddy. What's a twink? Twink is like a young, nubile, fuckable young man. The kind of guy that a uh, the kind of the kind of boy that a that a, a a grizzly leather top bear wants to uh, bend over a Honda Civic and just ram the buttocks of, but I'm no longer that. I'm now the rammer. I'm the zaddy. You want me to read you those comments? I'm good. Okay. So um, I hate that we don't know. I'm losing it. Says TMI Dark Tower, and my stepmother, the uh, Satmar Hasidic. <laughs> Deaf Jew, Orthodox Jew dropped into the comments. Thank you for captioning this clip. I enjoyed it. Are you kidding? I feel like she didn't understand what was happening because there is no way. There's just no. She's deaf, and I think she was just like stoked that there were subtitles. That is so funny that she is on your Instagram. I would love to hit her up and say, Do you know what that clip was about? But I would feel probably not comfortable. Another guest for Blumpkins comes <laughs> Mick Lego. <laughs> Zoe Goish says she spanks people for money. Wow. Well, real creative, Zoe. <laughs> yeah, what a wild niche. That is a small community. She wouldn't be allowed to, to speak on that. They definitely s- smoke her out. She's a spanker. Maybe they even have pillow fights. <laughs> she does she do um car washes in a in a in a sheer t-shirt <laughs> um rod3 says roast fetish oh okay that does that's funny that's a jeff ross oh right that's a jeff ross shout out somebody likes to be roasted for money which is kind of like somebody likes to be humiliated uh we got uh 11 11 08 she sanitizes surfaces for money not a fetish yet <laughs> But I think it will be soon, right? I think at the end of this quarantine, you could definitely see like cleanliness fetish. I could see that coming. Um, Mama Karaji says eating and coming. Eating and coming? I mean, the eating is specific, but coming? Isn't that just like everybody's fetish? Oh, I'm like kind of a freak. No, don't My they thing like is eat- to come. No, but aren't they like having an orgasm while they're eating maybe? Oh, I don't know. Maybe that's part of it. There is some porn I've seen where it's like women eating baked beans. I was just like, <laughs> why is this hot? It's like, what? Are you a pilgrim? <laughs> does she do the uh, burning the hive says, does she do the sitting on food thing like cakes? <laughs> are you going to tell the answer on this much? No, no one will ever know the truth. And none of these guys got it right. So it doesn't even matter. Um... Uh, Let's see. Is that everything? Well, that's not true. It is true. Okay. So it is true. Okay. Natasha. I didn't say anything. You mentioned so many things. I mentioned a lot of things. You mentioned like 20 things. Somebody goes, suspense music says drive. (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm kind of a freak. I'm into the drive porn community. Maybe that was part of your zaddy comments. You want me to go to those now? No, I'm good. We could do 40 minutes of Zaddy comments because I got a lot of comments on that picture. I'm kind of feeling it. You know what? You can't stop getting older. There's only one way to stop getting older, and it is to die. And I, since I'm not doing that, I'm kind of feeling it over here. And who cares? Three quarters of your face is always going to be in a mask anyway. That's true. That's true. You don't have to look that good. You, yeah, Get that's some interesting. Good sunglasses, a mask. You're set for like 30, 40 years. Right. Orthodox Muslims right now are like, bitch, I've been doing this. I've been, I'm way ahead of the curve. The eye, the eye flirtation game? Mm-mm. I'm a Wahhabi Muslim. I've been doing this. Right. Now I'm out in a mask and glasses. So I'm just starting to like lift my hand up. What do you mean you're starting to lift your hand up? Like you can't really do eye nods or anything anymore or oh, say anything. So right. you're just like that. You just like give a little wave as people walk by? God. Yeah. I give a dry cough. <laughs> I give a little dry cough in the streets. <laughs> That's what I do. Tosh, you seem like you're doing better. Genuinely, you seem like you've bounced back from your COVID spiral. No, it's just as long. I just haven't been around my phone for like 24 hours. Remember I lost it? Right. We went last night. We took the RV out to the beach. We had a sunset walk on the beach. Our child was diving into the sand. It felt almost normal again. She had so much fun. She had good. And tomorrow we're going camping. Life is good, man. You got to find, just like 
our friend Matt from Rochester. You got to find the ways to turn shit into gold. You got to be a little Rumpelstiltskin with this quarantine and find the little moments where you can turn shit into gold. And that is the fetish that the woman, uh, I'm now going to reveal it. That is the fetish that the woman uh, is a member of. She has men shit in, onto glass coffee tables and she alchemizes that shit into gold bars. <laughs> Okay, don't we have like someone to call? We do have someone to call. She's a dear friend, one of the kindest and funniest people. I love her so much. You probably love her too because she's a cast member on Saturday Night Live. Let us call our friend Melissa Villasenor. Hello? Melissa. Hey, can you hear me okay? Hell yeah, you sound great. How you doing? Hi, Melissa. Oh my gosh, hello. Natasha and Moshe, how the hell are you? They're great, how are you? Good, I feel, I'm good, I had some cookie dough ice cream, so I just needed to boost my sugar level up a bit. Oh, to get ready for the podcast? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) because I thought right now, I was laying down, I was like, oh no, I'm in a boring mode. What's your what's your eating situation like? Are you like cooking for yourself? Are you ordering food? Um, I do breakfast for myself because that's my favorite. I really love oatmeal. Um, and God, you, eggs. Are, you are so you. <laughs> Wait, you make yourself oh, oatmeal, oatmeal and eggs every day? No, no, I switch it up if I get sick of it. But sometimes I'll just wait until lunch. Um, okay. But I, I hate I hate cooking, so I really just pick up a lot of food. Are you al- um, are you alone, Melissa? Are you with your family? Oh yeah. I'm alone. Oh, you're quarantining oh by yourself. Yeah, but I but I I've been kind of now that because it's been months of me alone, I've been going to see my my parents once a week. Yeah, um, is that why you were like uh, when I asked you to do the podcast? You were like, uh, yeah, I'd love to do it, and also, do you have any hot male friends that you could set me up on a quarantine date with? I was well, because okay, I, I've been you know going through the the just really lonely feelings. And I was like, man, I obviously, I don't know. I mean, I'm just maybe just putting feelers out for the future. I'm because dude, I've been trying ever since you said that I've been racking my brain. Who's the right, but I don't know what you're into. What are you into? What kind of man do you want? I think if I, you know, I think for relationship, probably someone has to have a, a bit, uh, Big old dick. Chill, and and uh, what'd you say? I said, oh no, nothing. That's uh, no, a big old dick. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh yeah, that too. But <laughs> but I think they have to be chill. Um, I think so. I think because I I'm I'm pretty. I think I'm. I can't deal with a lot of energy of a person. <laughs> I'm pretty. Uh, I get sick of it fast. And I think it's good if you and I, if I make like a a list of what's best for me and like what kind of person I would want. Well, that's, um, that's interesting. You say that because I, we were talking last week with this girl who was like talking about meeting someone and what was the quality? It was some quality. She, she was like, Oh, she wanted him to be a vegan. And I was like, what right. is that a non-negotiable for you? Because I think it's really important to figure out what your non-negotiables are. Like some things obviously, would, some things would be nice. You know what I mean? Like, like when I made up, right, my, right. when I made my list, I was like, I would like him to be British. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's not a, that non- wasn't a non-negotiable. <laughs> no, you know, I, I would like him to be a musician, but you know, a British mu- this is Liam Gallagher. <laughs> What who what else are your non-negotiables, Natasha? A, a non-negotiable, which I shared with you the other day, because I was saying that you had it, was like someone who has more light than dark. Like I like someone who has a little bit of darkness, but like they have to have like more of like a positive spin on things than a negative. Yeah. You know? And I think like if I didn't have that, probably like you, Melissa, like you know what you need energetically. You know, it's it's like you I think it's really important to figure that stuff out. And then when you start meeting people, you're like, oh, that's like something that I'm not willing to to, you know, waver on negotiate on, even though he's got like cum gutters and really hot abs or whatever people (laughs) like (laughs) my non-negotiables. I'm trying to think what my non-negotiables were. Um, I wanted intelligent was was definitely up there. Um, A fat ass. And I think that's it, honestly. (laughs) 
You got to have those two. That's the two whammy. What do you got? What about you, Melissa? What, what are your non-negotiables? You also don't have to tell us. <laughs> Around, wait, let me see. Uh, taller than me. Okay, like good. I can't do shorter. Um, oh, that's good. You got some positives, some like. That's uh, and, uh, Melissa. That used to be a non-negotiable for me too, but then I met Natasha, and uh, unfortunately, that was not. <laughs> it was not to be. I just I have tried, and I, I'm not strong enough to be taller. Um, <laughs> you don't want to have to lift him uh, up. Yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> um, I think I. I um, we can uh, we can come back have. to it. That's it, by the way. This is like a private exercise, Moshe. Why are you asking her this on a podcast? What the believe? No, I don't, no, but it's it, it is good. You know, it's good to talk about it out loud, though, too. And that. well, I have a question for you, Melissa. Okay. While you're thinking of your non-negotiables, you're such a such a nice person. I would say you're one of your primary personality characteristics is that you're kind, which is like huge. By the way, that was another one. I was a, a non-negotiable for me is I wanted somebody that was kind. Exactly, that's one too. That, that Obviously, was like. If you are on a date with someone and you see that they like don't treat the people around them with respect, you'd be like, oh, this person's like, that's like, that's like a, that's a pretty low level. I would that's have. what I was going to ask you, Melissa, because you're so nice. Do you like a nice guy or do you like a bit of an asshole? Um, I think I have a problem with, I, I think that um, seeing my pattern, I like if someone's a little um, tougher in that, that, uh, because if someone's too too nice, I think it's it's a turn off, and I think that's something I have to work on. No, I mean I hear you a lot. I don't think that's I don't think you're alone in that. I I would say I'm in the in I would say I'm approaching the category of like nice asshole. Like there's not only mean assholes. There's like no, but you have a good heart. Like good you heart. Have, that's that's different. That's someone. If someone's like a actually like a mean person. No, that's different. That's different. I was just saying like yeah, no. I think it's just like confidence in themselves, and I think that's really hot. I think it, it bugs me if, if someone's insecure about themselves and they don't like themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm you, like I have, I, you know what I mean. Like I, I don't have time to work on your esteem. You got to do that. Okay, so on do, your you, own. do you have a pen, Melissa? Non-negotiable. <laughs> the non-negotiable. Okay. <laughs> he yeah. uh, a a tall, taller than you. Taller than you. Chill energy. Chill ass energy. A, so- a sociopath that that <laughs> is uh doesn't like kindness or treat people well. And has a lot of <laughs> a lot of self confidence. That's a Confi- that's confidence. Confidence, not, not to- cockiness. Exactly. Confidence is, is not, yeah, not not. Because I've dated a dude that was very, I mean, I've dated plenty that were so insensitive they, they could have a conversation and not need me there. Um, you know, so. Uh, Melissa, have but, you, yes, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. I, this is good. I'm writing it down. Thank I'm good. you, guys. <laughs> you and I think someone funny but doesn't need to be funny uh, uh, all the time because then I get really pissed because I do get very quiet and and a place where I love silence and I need it and I think it really bugs me if someone keeps talking what then you should not have been with Moshe um (laughs) no no but you know what See, women can be assholes too Melissa Hey, Melissa woman to woman (laughs) Melissa woman to woman though you know what was on my list as a non-negotiable was must be comfortable letting me shine Right. Because I, Ooh, I love that. Because like if you didn't have that, you know, and you're like really passionate about your work and your career, it's like you that would obviously be torture. You I know? Think, oh, yeah. Who wants to do that? Yeah. I think those guys out there that are like uh, threatened by their their girlfriend's success or their wife's success are like some of the lowest troglodyte <laughs> ape form of humans on earth. It's just like, what did you want? You wanted like, you wanted, do you well, want sometimes they can't help it. You're, you just happen to be a very not, you're not like that at all, which is one of the things I really liked about you. Moshe would always get like turned on if I did well. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, Oh, Every- that's like if we had a stand up show and I thought that was really important that he wasn't like that's awesome. getting into a weird fight with me if I like destroyed harder than him, which happened a lot. So, you know, it was just <laughs> really hard to get a handle on it. Yeah. Every time <laughs> Natasha gets a development deal, we spend a weekend making love like animals. I just nothing turns me on more. Nothing's hotter. Um, well, so cool. 
<laughs> well, Melissa, you're so cool. You're Wait, gorgeous. You're I, so talented. Yes. I have some Thanks. questions for Melissa before oh, okay, we okay. get into the call. I just wanted to okay. say that she's her dream man is coming. Well, yeah. I mean, Melissa, you're like the just coolest. You're the coolest, most stylish, most talented, cutest. You got it all. I mean, I, I, there's no worries. Of right, I mean, the, your problem right now, I would say, is primarily COVID-related, which <laughs> is that it's a little difficult to meet men right now. Right. Like, I was listening to, like, on this podcast, they were talking about how single people now, you know, they start, now they want to start going on walks and dating a little bit because now we can go outside because they've been, like, texting and having these, you know, Zoom relationships. So now it's like they're still advising staying six feet apart. So right. it's like, how do you do that? And then when you decide to kiss someone, then it's like, okay, well, then are you now in this person's like pod? And have you joined their... Have you gone on any dates, Melissa, since the quarantine? Virtual or no. otherwise? Have, huh? No. Oh, man, it's tough um, to be single, huh? I have a friend who goes on walks, on Zoom walks with women in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> All right. Well, I think, yeah. Go ahead. I, no, no, no. I was. I, was, I feel like this is this is probably a good time for me to. If someone's willing to get to know me, this is the time. If you want to talk to me, I'm available to talk as much as possible. You right, know, right? Like, and the, I think <laughs> to, to get to know me. I mean, like, I've never done that. I feel like I just I've date a bunch and then and just. I don't know. I think I've been, uh, you know, I feel like the past years it's just been I'll date a guy for a couple months and I get tired of him and we'll move on. I think I'm kind of a problem person with, uh, I get bored fast. Right. I used to be like that too. I was definitely yeah. like that. I would get bored so quickly and I just had to wait around until somebody came along that didn't bore me, I sort of feel like. But you, did you see Love is Blind, <laughs> Melissa? I've seen a little. I can't take it. A, um, I don't know. But there is something like no, I think my, every single person is living through Love Is Blind right now. We're in. We're in the oh, grand yeah, experiment of Love Is Blind. Like you yeah. can, you date people, you'll never get to touch them. You will have to literally have a mask on so they won't be able to look at how hot you are. They just have to deal with yeah. your fucking personality. Well, yeah, I, I think I have. I'm not. I, this is something I noticed about my life. I'm not someone that goes. I'm not, I've never been in a real long relationship, never lived with anyone. I've never, um, it's never been so serious. So I, I don't have like experience of being in a, a relationship person, like back to back relationships. I've been years and years of just dating and I, and I'm actually okay with it. If I get a, a guy to just hook up with, then I'm solid and I don't feel any need to have a relationship. That's so cool. You're like I, the new kind of woman. You're like, I don't. A little bit. I think so. But I feel like maybe, but I think like with this time that I was thinking about, you know, because Moshe asked me, do you want to hook up or do you want to be, have a relationship? And I think maybe during this time, it's probably, maybe it's opening up my eyes and maybe I'll get to know someone with the time. I don't know. We were talking to Nikki Glazer. We were talking to Nikki Glazer, and she said she she wants to like meet someone so she doesn't have to spend the next one of these alone. <laughs> sure. And and, yeah. and also the idea that you want a man now who could maybe help you in this kind of situation. Oh, like a big burly guy that can chop wood for like you. Like someone who can like fend off a gang of marauders. Yeah, I think that's going to be a new thing that people are going to be into, a new quality. Yeah, to, to help me unclog my toilet that I have to, I've been unclogging just on my own here. Exactly. Oh, you've been unclogging your toilet a lot in quarantine, <laughs> Melissa? <laughs> Oh yeah, and, you know, I told I told my dad that, and he was like really proud of me. <laughs> I, I think been we, having some solid turns. I think we might have gotten to the bottom of why you've stayed single for so many years, Melissa. It's all those <laughs> massive male male style shits you've been taking. <laughs> <laughs> but it is nice to do things on your own. That is like one of the best things that's happening for me right now. Is that like. I, I definitely am like, I have more patience for things. For sure. I've been doing projects. I painted our fence. I've been working on my RV. Been, I've been doing, what else have you done? You've been doing a lot of art, right, Melissa? Ooh, RV? That's yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I got like a little, a little uh, tough man RV. But what have you been doing? That's, I forgot to put on my non negotiables. No RV. Doesn't like camping. <laughs> those photos of you and camping that's that's, that's so funny 
Melissa, and, have you come up with any new impressions since you've been in quarantine? Um, what one? Oh, I guess a little Brad Pitt, but that's just more more mannerisms than anything. Oh yeah, I can't even. Wait, really... no, no, no. Wait, there was. Have I? I don't, man. I don't know if I have a new one. I want to hear Brad Pitt. Yeah, what does Brad Pitt sound like? Even though we can't see it. No, <laughs> no, you can't. No. It won't work. You don't have to do I it. I can't do it. It's really not like a voice thing. It's, I'll I'll text you the video. It's fine. On the ground. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> but if someone um, asked me to do it to do an impression on a podcast, I would definitely decline. Well, are you? Let me ask you this: Are you one of America's preeminent and most famous impressionists? <laughs> yes. That, that is the difference between you and Melissa. <laughs> I'm just saying, I relate. Um, Wait, do you guys? Yes. Impression? No, I do too. I do. Um, Stephen Hawking and the movie phone guy. That's it. Please don't oh, ask him to do that. Yeah, you don't have to ask. What about you, Natasha? Do you know your impressions? Not really. You do act outs, not impressions. Yeah, whatever's like takes less talent than impressions. <laughs> yeah. I can kind of like, yeah, act out. I don't know. No, I don't do impressions, Moshe. Melissa, what's the most obscure impression you do that no one ever under- knows because they don't even know the person you're doing? Natasha Legero. Do you do Natasha? Yeah, I do. Oh shit! Will you I do- felt like I did it. I mean, I I, I remember like one one time at the comedy start, you walked on stage and you said, "I gotta go." <laughs> that does sound like her. <laughs> but I think I did like a little video of uh, like I had this really fluffy feathery pillow and I really thought it was very Natasha and I was like hey guys I oh it was like I I I, I got a new pillow I really like my new pillow I think it was something like that I can't wait I mean I'm more interested in what's making you create this impression because it sounds very because like you're saying you got inspired when you saw me come up there but then also you got like sensorily inspired by this pillow it sounds like a cool process that's like inspiring you like how do you how do you do it like how how do you crack a code on an impression is that how it normally happens you see somebody do something that like sticks in your head yeah if I'm like watching something I, I, I don't know a whoever and then sometimes it's when I put pressure on it and I'll go to sleep and then maybe then in the next morning I'll start feeling like the person's face like mannerisms and and the way they talk and think and like I so this was where my Brad Pitt like kind of evolved recently because I watched Fight Club one night and then I was walking and pacing around my kitchen and like Brad Pitt, he's constantly moving and talking. He's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put that thing over there. And you're going to hold that thing right there. And, you know, he's like talking so fast. So I was like, that'd be the worst cooking show if Brad Pitt was like, okay, I'm going to make this burrito. I'm going to put the beans in the, in the box. And if you want to have a little more salsa, you could add a little more salsa. Okay, lady, I don't like, I'm not going to slow down. You know what I mean? Like he's kind of running fast. And so I was, uh, that just like made me laugh to think it's, you know, the cooking show would be horrible. <laughs> I was at a party once that Brad Pitt was at and it was like the people who are that famous are kind of like they ruin every space that they enter. They're so famous that they like like the whole party became about Brad Pitt. Like it was either people standing <laughs> around Brad Pitt or people not standing around Brad Pitt making jokes about how they were going to stand around Brad Pitt. Like, oh, did you see my buddy Brad Pitt? Like, they were trying to be cool by not talking to him, but they were still talking That's about him. True. Yeah, it's like, it's like were, they have gravity. What? They, like, create a, a gravity, a yeah. gravitational force. Man, when I went to the Toy Story, there was a, so I did, like, a voice in Toy Story 4, which was pretty damn cool. That but is pretty I cool. Went to the per- I went to the premiere, and... It was really the the after party was about where's Keanu and like he walked you know and a pack of people in there and was like whoa there's Keanu wasn't it, you know wasn't like, Tom Hanks at the premiere I don't I guess it was I couldn't find him that'd be pretty funny it's like Tom Hanks is there but everybody's like get out of here Hanks where's Keanu I mean that would be so <laughs> M- Melissa like don't you think that would be do you think that would be that must be a lot of 
power in that though, right? Because I, w- I was going to say that'd be so horrible to be for that to be your life, but it probably is awesome. <laughs> in some ways, they say Keanu's very nice, I, they, right? Are you talking about like, wait, for what? the um, that, that You would be at a party and then like the whole party revolved around like when you walked to, oh, the, ba- to yeah, the bathroom. I mean, I would love it. You would like that? I would hate that. That would make me so yeah. uncomfortable. I think I would love it too, Melissa. Oh, not for me. I, was, I, would, I would turn into such a bitch, though. Oh, my God. I was How once, can you stay sane? How can you stay sane if that's your life? I know. I was once at a, at a, yeah, out to eat with Brent, with Brent Weinbach at a, re, at a restaurant. Oh, at Swingers. May it rest in peace. And uh, I was sitting at one of those window tables at Swingers, you know? So it's like we're inside and there's a window and then there are outdoor tables outside directly next to our table, but through a window. And Mila Kunis was sitting there and it was like the whole dinner. It was like I would talk and Brent would not listen to me and he would stare at Mila Kunis. <laughs> and then he would talk and I wouldn't listen to him and I would stare at Mila Kunis. And at a certain point, I just wanted to go outside and be like, get the fuck out of here, Mila. Like, this isn't for you. This is you don't get to just eat at a restaurant and ruin everybody's good time. Like, just get out of here. That's how I feel. <laughs> um. Well... Fortunately, none of us have that issue yet. That's true. Melissa, you're on your way. Melissa, do you want to maybe take some calls? We have some people called in and they, they want some some advice. So maybe we sure. can help them or Let's just make fun it. of them. Heck yeah. Let's do it. Uh, we're going to call Kim, who's living in Ventura County. You're going to hear a second of silence, Melissa, and then we'll connect you. Hello. Hi, Kim. It's Natasha and Moshe. And Hi. our friend, Melissa Villasenor. Melissa? Yeah. Oh, great. We're all here. Hi, Kim. How are you? Uh, so Hi. We- well, I'm doing great, except my husband's turned out to go full-blown COVID truther on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God you called Moshe. <laughs> oh, no. Moshe, yeah. Moshe hates the COVID truthers. Well, I love your husband. Tell me what's going on. Well, I love him very much. <laughs> And this is going to sound super weird, uh, but I was raised in a conspiracy theory family. So it's like normal to me that like, yeah, sure. The reptilians came and invented this COVID thing and planted it and that's fine and everything. But I have to deal with distance learning and like get on with the rest of my life. So I can't afford to be like upset about it. But my husband wants to like sit around and talk about the YouTube videos and by talking, it's just yelling at me. Wait, 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 what's his philosophy? What's his what's the YouTube video philosophy he subscribes to? Well, what's the main what's his main numbers? Ma- right. It's everything Moshe said, like two episodes ago, he did the checklist of all the, the truthers. And <laughs> it's it was like my night before it was a replaying that I had PTSD from listening. It was. <sighs> Melissa, where do you stand on um, COVID, the COVID truther? I don't even know really what they are. They well, believe they just it's because like the the Joe Rogan thing. Where, no, it's not. No, it's it's way bigger than that. This is the first time I'm hearing about this. Oh, well, there's a whole basically we're at the point in history. Wait, can I just say one thing? Not all of us are on the Internet all day long. <laughs> I don't know, like the deep coat, like what's happening. Well, I can try to explain it. But you probably could explain it better than us, Kim, since you got your husband barking it at you in bed every night. I think Moshe should explain it first because you're so articulate. OK, well, you don't know if Kim's articulate. She might be. No, but it's not her philosophy either but I, well it's mine you're you're a professional um okay well i think that what has happened in society kim correct me if i'm wrong what has happened in society today is we have come to a point where nothing major can happen ever without a sizable community thinking that that thing didn't really happen and isn't really true is that about accurate kim I guess I don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, I mean, I know that. No, you're right. We should let her explain. Wuhan, like it was set up with Wuhan and Fauci and connections, and then removing <laughs> YouTube videos. Which, like that's not free speech. Right. I don't see journalism here. Okay, I can, I can, I can break down the major talking points of the COVID truther community. One is 
Uh, it's muddied because none of them quite make sense when you hold them up to the light of truth, but uh, or at least to logic, right? Like the 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 Fauci being a deep state plant—that's one. <laughs> that that the Dr. Fauci is working for Donald Trump and has worked for the past, I think, four or five presidents is actually a conspirator in uh, in propagating COVID trutherness and vaccine profiteering and stuff like that. Now the problem with that would be that he would have had to have been playing the longest game ever he would have had to he i think he worked for reagan so he would have had to have jumped in at reagan and been like i'm gonna just i'm gonna chill out in the oval office through multiple administrations so he, he lacks common sense well who, who her her husband oh that's, that's a bad one to believe well, but get this now it's like has a trump liking slant wait what do you mean like, by that like suddenly he's telling me how Trump is better than Obama. And oh. it's like, wait, what? Well, of course. So that's just there's just a teeny little door right between COVID trutherism and, and MAGA. It's right <laughs> it's like the teeniest the thinnest well, door you'll ever see. Activated his Christian white man DNA and I've been married <laughs> to him for eighteen years already. Then I popped out two kids. One of them is autism. Like I need some help around here. The distance learning, Zoom meetings, they wanted to Zoom meeting four hours a day for summer school Right. for my autistic four-year-old. So you're kind of all over the place, Kim. That's <laughs> That sounds extremely difficult. Melissa, have you ever... Dated- and also, by the way, Kim, that it wouldn't work. Am I right? Uh, I tried for two weeks and I told the school, you can keep your Zoom speech therapy and Zoom OT and they keep having these like group classes and all the kids are autistic and can't handle seeing everyone's face on the screen. And they're all like running away and screaming and like, you know, hitting their toys on their heads and stuff. Wait, Kim, 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 one issue at a time. I don't think we can do homeschooling for the, of the autistic and COVID truther on the same My call. It's just a cascade of terrible choices and I'm laying in the bed and I'm drowning motion. Hold on, hold on. Just slow down. Wait, Melissa, have you? What's the craziest thing a guy you've dated has ever believed? Does anything spring to mind? Wait, has what's the craziest what? The craziest thing a guy you've been dating has believed. Yeah, any Christians? That's not the craziest <laughs> thing. Um, and I don't. Nothing you've dated. Nothing but sane guys. Well, lucky you. Here's what no, I know. There's man, I, I can't let me let me think for a moment. Uh, um, all right. You, you, I was the crazy one in the relationship. Like I can't handle the flipping now. No, I can feel your energy. That's there's no doubt that you're also a bit crazy. I apologize. No, here's what I was here's what I could say. I was trying to give you guys a breakdown of each of the talking points of COVID nineteen trutherism. But the truth is, like you could study all the rhetorical games you want. Uh, and and as Natasha's therapist once said, you remember that thing that he said to you about arguing with somebody that you can't argue with somebody who believe who's living in a different reality than you. Oh, if you don't share reality, if you don't share reality. There's no point. I mean, you could I could give you all the rhetorical tricks where you could win the argument with him about Fauci every time, and it would do your re- marriage absolutely no good. But if if you don't share reality with someone, you can't be married to them. Well, they're married 18 years. I don't she, and she loves him. So here, my suggestion. Is not to. He's my high school sweetheart. My suggestion is not to figure out a way to win an argument about COVID with your husband. My suggestion is to tell him that you can't talk to him about COVID anymore. That you guys can't. You, that that in, in for the sake of your marriage and your relationship, he's got to just stop talking to you about that because it drives you crazy. And if you can't respect that, then you have deeper problems. Oh, damn! That's good. Oh, Melissa, thank you. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, I, I, I've never heard that. Um, don't argue with someone that doesn't view things the same way as you. Is that what you guys, something like that? Yeah, like, basically, basically, if you, if you it, the, the, the essence of a conspiracy theory person is that they think that there's a secret reality and that everybody that is disagreeing with them is not actually presenting them evidence to the contrary. They're proving that, that they're right. 
Like everybody that is saying that's not true is evidence that the conspiracy is bigger than they actually thought it was. So you come in and you go, well, this isn't true because of this, that, the other thing. And he goes, oh my God, he, they even got my wife, Kim. Even Kim has been, has been, you know, brought into the Illuminati. Well, I feel like he's been radicalized by all these weird YouTube videos. It sounds undeniable. Well, that he has. I think you should do what I was told to do to my toddler. If she starts like, crying for honey or whatever she wants what's that grab him by the forearms and just say we're not doing that right now <laughs> i need your help our, i'm 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 zooming i have a four-hour zoom with with our kids and we you need to do two hours of it so i can go chill out and we just need to get through this and and also you know obviously you need to do other things than that but like access what are the things that you guys did together that were so good and just try to like maybe become more of a team and just try to remain positive because there's nothing you can do like by, yeah. by getting well, we upset were never a good by the team. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, look, the possible, it's possible that your, your issue is deeper than, uh, than just the fact that he's been radicalized by YouTube videos. I mean, if you, if, if you, well, the thing, he voted for Hillary, that here's the thing. It's like, it's all of a sudden. And now he's telling me, Oh, I lied to you because I didn't want to upset you. Because I didn't want you to shout at me about liberal stuff. Like I don't, I just don't know how to process it. Oh, so he didn't vote for Hillary? <laughs> yeah. No, he did because okay. I think I filled it out for him or something. Oh, you I voted. Oh, so you committed voter fraud? Well, that's awesome. But he Listen. told me to do it for him, and then he signed it. So that's not. <laughs> look, I, all I, he does is work. Look, he goes to work, and that's it. I feel, I feel bad. Well, that, now the grocery store. I feel bad that you are. Um, that you are dealing with this, but I really think that there's... Oh, it's my fault. It's cool. I just really think that there's no hope in figuring out a way to talk him out of believing a conspiracy theory. The only thing you Oh, can... no, I, I feel like I'm learning to love him, including with the flaws, but I just don't know how to deal with all the stress and get him to help me. Well, that's what it's I'm not... saying. Uh, yeah, Melissa? yeah, it's never going to happen. Uh, what about my idea? What's that? Grab him by the forearms, I love shake that. him, look him in the eye, say, I need help. I think that that's the secret. You have to find, like bitch slap him a little bit yeah. and say, I don't care what you think about the COVID-19 virus. I'm raising your children, one of whom has autism. I need your help and I need to never talk to you about COVID again. Let's change the subject. Moshe told me to stop talking about it in the house. And if he won't do that, then you guys have to go see a professional. I don't think comedians can help you if he is doing so. Because there's two different issues, right? One is that he doesn't believe in uh, that COVID uh, is an actual uh, uh, virus that was created by accident. Okay, that's one issue. The other is that he keeps barking it at you every night and every all the time, telling you about the conspiracy. He can believe whatever he wants. But he doesn't. He doesn't have the right to suck you into his reality. So you just gotta make it firm. Make it firm. No, we don't talk about that in this house. You can believe whatever you want, but I don't want to talk about it. And if he'll do it anyway, well, then that's him being disrespectful and inconsiderate. That's and a bigger issue. Another thing is like when I, I I listened to an episode of Joe Rogan and they were talking about um, Elon Musk was talking about the numbers are all wrong. And then I went and tried to find it on any journal of science or any news art like anything legitimate and it just didn't exist there's like one doctor who said that so it's yeah, like then that's cue the rant on they're deleting it you yeah. know there's an answer for everything exactly that's why there's oh, no point in arguing they, don't they, argue with these people they it's it's like it's a, it doesn't matter i mean anybody that is that yeah. far away from reality there's no point in arguing melissa do you have any thoughts not really i'm sorry <laughs> Kim. I just think he can't deal with like I'm immune compromised and it's like, hey, I might die. <laughs> so I think it's just easier to be like focused on how it's not actually happening. Well, I, like I said, I don't think you can t convince him that it is happening. I think you need to convince him that you don't want to hear about it from him anymore. That's that's all. I think you're right. That's all I got for you because we could go through the, the whole thing point by point. Here are the points. You wanted them here. Melissa, yeah, Natasha, you got them. Fauci, deep state plant. The virus either uh, was was purposely or accidentally released by China, either as a form of bioterrorism or as a bumbling mistake. Uh, the numbers of COVID deaths have been inflated because anybody with any symptom that's tangentially related to COVID, they mark as a COVID-19 death or they outright are lying. Um, social distancing doesn't actually work. It was a high school project. It's a, I mean, there's... But the BBC, I, I've been listening, and they are saying that there is evidence that it could have been a mistake in a lab. 
sure, I'm just saying these are the talking points. Right, like, that, but there's actual evidence of some of the stuff you're saying. Of like, course, and so they, f- they take all that evidence, they weave it into a narrative, and then you have Kim in Ventura County pulling her hair out saying, I just want to tutor our kid, what the fuck? Right. So but good luck, Kim. I think that's the secret. Tell him, I don't want to talk about this anymore, and if he refuses to stop talking about it, well, then he's refusing to stop doing something that he knows hurts you, and then you have a bigger issue on your on your hands than just a guy that doesn't believe that jet fuel can melt steel beams. And and also you can be like, okay, maybe it is true. Then what? We still have our kids. I still need help. I don't- oh, that's what I've been saying. Yeah. All right. Well, have like, you, I don't give a fuck if it's true or not. You know what I mean? Like, well, maybe yeah, try sure. to say it more like how I said it and less. Oh, how, how you just said <laughs> not it. sure, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> or try. Have you tried telling him I don't want to ever talk about this again with you? Uh, well, I have verbal diarrhea, so I, I don't do know. know that. I do know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So give it a shot and let us know how it goes. We are curious. Right. Stay in touch with us. OK. Thanks. Bye. Good. Good luck. Dude, that was a heavy one. Sorry, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you learn it a was, lot? <laughs> I did. Well, that was what was happening in my mind. I I, I was quiet because I was like, whoa, that's a lot. I, I, I couldn't. I'd, I'd be out the door in a heartbeat. Well, that, to I agree, Melissa. I was thinking the whole time I was like 18 years in, two kids. Like, to me, if somebody, if we're talking about non-negotiables, if somebody believes in like a fantasy Illuminati world, like it's kind of like s over. If you came home one yeah. day, Natasha, and you were just like, "I think the Jews control the media," I'd be like, "Bye." That's, I mean, like I don't think we'd survive that. <laughs> Do you? If I did that, if I came home and I was like, "You know what? It, you know what? What I just realized the Earth is flat." I mean, I know you would never say that. But if I did, you would be like, oh, my God, you are. I can't be here. Would you stay with me if I thought the earth was flat? No. What? Melissa, is there any conspiracy that you kind of do believe in? Mm, No. Yeah, I don't think I do either. What about you? I mean, I'll listen to an argument about anything. I mean, I believe in conspiracies that are. I mean, there have been conspiracies that are real. The Tuskegee experiment really happened. Do you know what that is, Melissa? Oh, say that again? The Tuskegee experiment. Have you ever heard about that? Uh-uh. It's um, the Tuskegee experiment is essentially in, I think, the 40s. The government said that they were doing, um, they were doing a, uh, a, a experimental cure for syphilis. And they, asked, and they asked a bunch of black men if they would come in and take the cure for syphilis. But what they were actually doing was they were doing half of the group, they were giving the real cure, and half of them they were giving nothing, and they weren't telling them. And just Whoa. observing as these men got sicker and sicker and sicker and just sort of like doing research, going like, oh, this is very interesting. Look at them die. And so that's true. Like that really did happen, and there's a reason that the black community is suspect of the medical community, and and uh, uh, as a result of it, because they that's a conspiracy that really occurred, right? But I don't think that that means every conspiracy is true. Like I was saying to you, Natasha, like I think I was telling you this that there's a saying in um in the the my brother's uh is a rabbi, and he there's a thing called the Mishnah, which are these um the collected sayings of the like it's like the oral tradition of judaism and they're kind of fanciful and fantastical the mishnah and there's a saying about the mishnah that if you believe all of the mishnah you're a fool but if you believe in none of them you're a bigger fool and i kind of think that's true with conspiracy theories too like if you believe every conspiracy theory you're a fucking idiot but if you believe that there's no possibility that there's like weird like collusion with the government doing nefarious shit well you're probably a bigger idiot i'd like to say what my favorite conspiracy i ever heard was oh i'd love to hear it i heard that people think that michael richards said the n-word to boost dvd sales for the for seinfeld because <laughs> yeah, it was it had just been released <laughs> who's told that he said that he said the N-word at the Laugh Factory to boost DVD sales for Seinfeld. <laughs> That's not true. I don't think, who told you that? I don't 
know. I just remember people saying that. That's amazing. But yeah, you you hear them. All right, Melissa, do you think you have it in you to do one more call? Maybe this one will be simpler. No, yeah, go for it. I, I just, I, I, like I said, I, I don't know if I offer much, but I'm, I'm learning, man. Oh, good. Well, I think you <laughs> offer a lot. Can you hear us, though? Can you hear us okay? It, I'm, yes, I'm doing okay. It's, All right. I mean, it's really fun. Okay, I love good. it. This is fun, guys. <laughs> okay, Thanks. good. Hold on. We're going to call Katie in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, boy. Melissa, where are you from? I'm from LA. I'm oh, from okay. Whittier. She's from Whittier, like Cesar, her cousin. My favorite. That's right. My favorite of all the <laughs> Melissa Villasenor characters. The, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps the least heralded, uh, least paid attention to character and impression that Natasha does. I mean, that Melissa does. Yeah. She, she is. Uh, you know, a lot of people pay attention to your Christina Aguilera. They pay attention to your Sarah Silverman. All these famous people, but nobody talks about. Nobody talks about your cousin Cesar. My, my uncle. Oh, your uncle? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's call Katie. Hi, this is Katie. Hi, Katie. Can you hear us? It's Natasha Legero, Moshe Kasher, and our friend Melissa Villasenor. Melissa, are you there? Yep. I can okay. hear you guys. Okay. We've got me, Moshe Kasher. Natasha Legera. And our friend Melissa Villasenor on the line yeah. to give you oh all my the gosh. advice. <laughs> How are you doing? Wow, hey. that's amazing. Hi, everyone. Hi, good. Hello. What's going on? Uh, nothing really. Uh, just hanging out. What do you all, how's your night been? <laughs> we're, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> and we, we'd love to know um, how Pittsburgh is in this pandemic, but also. Well, wait, is it cold there? What's the weather like? Um, that it's different on a daily basis. So last week, a few days it snowed and then it was 70 degrees the next day. So some days it's snowing, like you can't really even go outside, right? Yeah. There's some days it's freezing out, but today was a really nice day. So, okay. Katie, tell us, why did you contact us? How can we help you? All right. So I reached out because I have been seeing this guy for a little over six months it's pretty casual but like we are exclusive um, and I really like him a lot but I just kind of know that this probably isn't going anywhere and it's not going to lead to marriage so I feel like the best thing to do would be to proactively just kind of cut things off and move on before I get emotionally too involved um wait, but wait, we had talked about wait, this wait wait Katie hold on I'm curious here you're with someone you know it won't lead to marriage, so you want to end it before you fall in love with him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does that sound crazy? <laughs> Why wouldn't you falling for him lead to marriage? Um, I just, I think we're probably looking for different things in our lives. Oh, he, so, like, I really, he doesn't, he's not going to lead to marriage. Yeah, yeah, he won't lead to marriage. I gotcha, I gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, keep going, <laughs> keep going. Yeah, but uh, so we had talked about it a little bit a few months ago, and I think I was like pretty close to probably pulling the trigger, but then quarantine happened, and it's not really the best time to be single or to break up with someone. Um, so I kind of put it to the back of like my post-quarantine activity list, and I think at that time I kind of assumed that maybe this would be like a few weeks or a few months maybe, but now I just don't know really when it's going to end, and I think as the days go on, like, I like hanging out with him, but I'm just starting to feel guilty about having this, like, pending to-do list item that I know will come one day. I just don't know. So I guess my question is, am I, like, a completely horrible person? Am I wrong for, like, knowing this will happen, but I'm pushing it off because it's just not convenient for me? Or do, like, the circumstances kind of give me a grace period here? Melissa, what do you think? I think I, I, I'm... I feel that's very understandable. I, I feel like I've had, I mean, something similar in the past where I said I love you to someone. I'm like, oh, man, I don't feel it. Now I feel guilt. And I now I'm, I'm stuck. But it's okay. I think it could just, you know, if it's starting to get like, oh, man, this, is, this sucks, break it off. I mean, I don't know. But this, 
I understand where you're, it is. I, I feel, I feel for you. And this is coming from Melissa, who's experiencing a dick-free quarantine. So, like, she understands what you'd be giving up if you broke up with this guy. You, you know what I mean? You'd be just staring at the walls. I, I know. It would be horrible. I think you need to give up anything that's like, am I a bad person for, like, doing what I want? That's like, you don't want to think like that, really. I'm kind of, I, I kind of am feeling that. Talk more about that. Um, well, I think that's, it's just like a female thing. Or you like feel bad. Oh, right. I mean, yeah, I kind of got that too. It's like this guy, uh, tell me if I'm wrong. It sounded like what you were describing is that this guy was like, I don't really know if I want this to end anywhere serious, but for now I'm kind of down to stick around, (laughs) clown around and and pound it out. And you're like, and you're like, gosh, I should probably not keep him on the hook here. I feel guilty for being such an asshole for not telling him that I'm going to break it off with him after the quarantine. Is that right? Did I read it right? Yeah, I mean, that's basically right. I mean, he had recently just gotten out of a divorce, so he was married prior, and he's, like, a little bit older, so I think he's trying to take things slow, but it's been a little confusing. Like, he was the one who wanted to be exclusive and, like, wanted to keep dating and see each other a lot, and then all of a sudden, it was very much like, oh, like, we're exclusive, but... Like, this isn't serious. Like, it's, I don't know. Like, he just gets really skittish. So that's, like, my hesitation. If I don't know, like, I don't want to do that forever. And we're, like, over six months. And I don't want to waste my time anymore, really. But you don't want to. Go ahead, Melissa. No, 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 no. I I just, I could feel, maybe it's just for me feeling, like, I remember all my anxiety. If someone isn't fully committed, it really hurts and I the longer it goes, the more pain it goes. That's just how, and I, I, I wouldn't be able to deal with it. But anyway, that's all I had to share instantly right now. But, but you have this like, you, am, I, am I wrong? Like you have this asterisk where you know you need to get out of this, but you don't want to get out of it in quarantine because you're enjoying the company and the intimacy that you get during this time when you can't see anybody else. Is that right? Yeah, I think exactly. And I think even if we weren't in quarantine, I think I'd be super hesitant and I'd have to like really do a lot of personal pep talks to get me to actually be able to do it, even though it is the right thing. So I think quarantine's also just kind of my excuse and the crutch I'm using for not doing it. But it also would be very miserable to be single right now during quarantine. Yeah, you just don't have you just don't have to lead him on. I mean yeah, my feeling is like he told you at the beginning of your relationship, I kind of want to do what's right for me. And what, what's right for me is be is hooking up with you and being exclusive with you without fully committing to you. And now you're on the other end of that going, I feel really guilty because I kind of want to do what's right for me, which is kind of like having a partner through quarantine, but knowing I'm going to break up with him. But it's like, why does he get to do that? And you don't. I mean, that's kind of what Natasha was saying, right? Like, well, I, I, if you want to break up with him and don't want to be with him, then break up with him. But if you want to stick around and ride that divorcee dick until the end of quarantine, <laughs> you should feel free to do that. I mean, f- fuck him. He already told you he d- he's not he doesn't want anything serious. So what do you, you don't know him shit? What do you think, Toph? I already said. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, I've never thought of it that way, but that's so true. It, I mean, that's do what good. do what you want. I mean, right? Yeah, I agree with Moshe. I like that. He's a dude. He'll get over it. He'll go back to his old family. Um, Well, good luck. Good luck. You make the decision that feels best for you. And even if it means just a selfish decision, I I love that. I think it's okay. Yeah, no, that's perfect. That was completely the opposite of what I thought you all would say. So I love that. (laughs) Thanks. Okay, well, good luck. Good luck out there in Pittsburgh. <laughs> All right, thanks. Have a nice Bye. night. You too. Bye. You too. Bye. Oh. I mean, right? What you said was so right. It's a, it's a, I thought that was so interesting. You said it was a woman thing. Like, women are constantly i mean i don't want to speak to it but it's like are we, women are constantly like not all women i don't know it's probably just a lot of women i know no i think that's real it's like women are constantly like trying to mitigate uh, or negotiate men's feelings and men are constantly like oh i don't actually care about your feelings i care about my own so it's like well 
in quarantine of all places. Let her do what the fuck she wants. Yeah. Man, that's good. Melissa, that's we, really, yeah, you're right. we got to find you a tall, um, tough, but not mean, funny, but not always on. Endlessly interesting. Endlessly interesting, chill, good energy man for you to ride out quarantine. And you know what? I got good, yeah. I got good news, Melissa. I found out who it is. It's a 50-year-old divorcee in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. (laughs) He's just come on the market. (laughs) Um, I'm going to keep looking. But, Melissa, thank you for joining us tonight. You were the best. I miss you. You're so dang funny. It was so fun, too. It felt like I was hanging. With you guys. Well, let's hang for real someday, I guess. Yeah, we'll see you in, yeah. in two years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but when, thi- when things start to open up a little bit, like, you know, people are going to start going to the beach and going for like far off walks. Yeah. Let's, let's hang yeah. out. Okay. Let's go get pie. That. Pie Sounds from afar. Good. Okay, Melissa, thank you very much again for joining us. Thanks, guys. You're the best. Ch- check out Melissa on SNL and everywhere else. Go see her do stand up. She's the best. She's the funniest. Bye, Melissa. Aww. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Man, it's so funny how many different forms of crisis people are in, you know? I think about I know, that. I know. I mean, that's why I ask people what the weather's like, too. I'm like, people are doing this in the winter. <laughs> right, right. It just seems so horrifying to me. Although, it's May. It's the end of May. Winter's but over. she said it snows in Pittsburgh. Summer's coming. Oh. No, the weather's weird. Like it snows where I'm from in Illinois until May sometimes too. Oh, well, this weekend was a bright, sunshiny day on the beach, and I got to tell you, being on the beach with you and, and our kid was like, man, I miss that freedom. video I posted was so beautiful. It was or that nice, you posted, but you took it. That I took. Yeah, you you just looked. It was like wow. But that's the thing, like. I was there and I was stressed out when we were at the beach. And then I looked at that video on your Instagram page and I was like, oh, what a beautiful time. And isn't that and a I lesson? was like, but I wasn't, I was stressed out. But isn't that a lesson that we should all just experience our lives from our phones? <laughs> Things are better on there. They really are. Somebody on my comments. Like when I was at the beach, we were like falling down a cliff and I'm trying to like carry a blanket and you know, it's like there's the kid and then she fell and there's three dogs following me and people are yelling and then I drop the keys. But then I see that video. I just had a revelation. Yeah. You remember you said one of your non-negotiables uh, when, when you were looking for a man to date was that they were more light than dark. Yeah. And it was okay if they had some darkness. Yeah. But they had to have more light than dark. More like in spirit and in worldview. I think that that is what we have to find in the post quarantine when this ends, when we go out. Because I've I've been saying like quarantine is severe, but it's going to end, and then you're going to see actually what life is like and really how COVID has changed everything. Like it, that's not going to be the, for a long time. But the real changes are going to come. It's I disagree. We are going to start rematriculating into society in the next few months, and then we're going to see oh. We don't shake hands anymore. Oh, we all um, wear masks all the time. Oh, there are no more restaurants, right? And our challenge as oh, people, that. yeah, that's our challenge happen. as people is going to be to go out into the world and do N- Natasha Leggero's non-negotiable with the world. Find a way to make our new life have more light than it does dark. You know, it's going to be dark. There's no way around that. Things are going to be weird. If you can't shake hands or hug people or, anymore, yeah. that's dark. Masks at the beach. Masks at the beach is dark, but you got to find a way to wrestle a little bit of extra light out of it, like by paying attention to where you're at on the beach when you're twirling your daughter around on, in the sand. And, and even if you're scared that somebody's coughing COVID on you, well, the waves are still crashing. Your kid is still spinning. The earth is still beautiful. And I still love you. I love you too.